Hey, it's Chris. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, today, a few things to talk about, some interesting stuff. Number one, I want to talk a little bit more about the M2 MacBook Air. Recently put up my review. It was very different from all the other reviews. Had an overwhelmingly positive response to it, but there were several people who thought that I was wrong, so I want to talk about it. And after that, I want to tell you what I'm up to, because I'm up to something, and uh, it's a pretty big thing that I'm up to, uh, both in the short, medium, and long term. So there's some exciting stuff, but let's start by talking about what happened this week with the MacBook Air. So the brand new M2 Midnight Blue <laughs> MacBook Air uh, was finally in my possession here. Recently spent some time with it, um, have been testing it, using it, loving it, by the way, really liking it, including the color, even with all the fingerprints. Uh, because if you're not aware, if you've been living under a rock in Apple world, everyone's been talking about how this thing just gets so covered with fingerprints and there's just nothing you can do about it except for stick like a case or some kind of a skin on it. Or, or somebody was like, Hey, I'm fine. I only, I need to disconnect it once per week and I'll just wipe it down. I'm fine doing that once a week. Personally, I wouldn't mess with it. I would just leave the fingerprints on because as I said in the review, I use the thing. I would do work on it more than I look at it. So that said, uh, the main gist of my review was that this is, you know, a, an entry level uh, Mac. This is like the default Mac that that the majority of people are going to buy. The the best selling MacBook, and I think Mac, unless I'm wrong, but MacBook for sure that exists. That the Air lineup. So that being said. While it's a very capable machine, and it definitely is, especially with the M2, uh, it, it's really the thing that people are going to buy if they're going to do some basic productivity type of work. Things like streaming, email, writing, just taking notes, maybe even some light gaming. And what I said right at the beginning of the video, and uh, I think this was enough of a defense for what I said for the rest of the, the video, was that obviously, if you want to do uh, more what you might call powerhouse sort of tasks, then obviously the, the Pro lineup, the MacBook Pro, is what you want to look at. It's just obvious. It's right there in the name. So, you know, I, I kind of I titled the, the video Stop the Nonsense. And actually, I had to re-upload this thing because the first time I uploaded it, I had <clears throat> kind of a production problem. I had included a black bar on the right side of the video. And I, I probably could have just left it. No one even commented on it. But, you know, it's a matter of quality. I just couldn't stand it myself. Couldn't stand to leave that up there. So I had to, I hated to take it down. I didn't know if that would kill the momentum or not. And when I uploaded it, it was at like 9 out of 10. But it worked its way up to 3 out of 10 uh, just on strong search performance because people are really looking for this. But I will just say um, I got, I mean, 90% of the comments, maybe 95% of the comments that I got, and I got a lot of comments on this, which I don't always, like way more than usual, where people saying, hey, thanks for a review for the regular person who doesn't create videos, <laughs> uh, you know, who's not just trying to push this thing to its absolute limit. That was kind of the common sentiment uh, among commenters for this video. And that's good. That's what I was going for, because I kind of just talked about how I tested it and used it, which was not really for um, creating 
anything crazy. No crazy photo editing or, or you know, CAD design or uh, rendering, you know, of, of crazy 3D objects. Nothing like that. And not even from my domain, you know, extreme video editing. Although I will just point out, uh, you know, when I started doing video stuff, you know, when I started Daily Tech, it was a blog and I was maximizing my work setup for that. And I got myself an air, the smallest, lightest, thinnest air that I could find because I really wanted something that was just really portable to write on because it was just a blog that I was running. And when I switched over into video stuff, I had to work with what I had. And I also wanted to shoot in 4K when 4K was pretty new on the scene. This is in 2015. And so I, I was editing 4K footage on that old MacBook Air that was optimized. It might have been like really a base level thing. I can't remember, but it was optimized for writing and I was using it. I was pushing it to its limit. So, you know, of course, even in my own experience, there's going to be somebody who ends up using this thing beyond just regular, you know, straight up day-to-day productivity stuff. And you know what? That thing did what I needed it to do. Uh, Slower than I would have liked, but it did it. And fast forward to today, and and this thing would also be able to uh, blow me away if I needed to, for whatever reason, push this thing to its limit. And uh, a lot of the angst, the the anger even, I would say, comes from the base configuration, which, by the way, is the configuration that I ended up getting. Uh, When I say ended up getting, ended up buying, Apple didn't send this over, which is important context, right? Because people like to say, well, you're just saying all these good things because Apple sent it to you. No, here's a typical uh, comment from somebody who disagreed with me from somebody named Torb. It says, disagree with the premise. There's no good reason it could not have been made with slightly better, still passive cooling. Having a moderately powered laptop that is still compact would be great for many web developers, for example. The reason many of us are disappointed is that it seems a bit artificially limited in order to push people to the pro line. Some of us developers want or even need a compact yet performant laptop. The M2 Air is so close to being perfect, and that's really frustrating. Don't get me wrong. I still think it's good for web development, uh, but if I were to get a new laptop for work, this would probably be it, but it's sad that it didn't have passive cooling that would make the M2 shine brighter, unlike the M1 Air, which excellently cools its chip. And as for the whole SSD thing, which, by the way, is another issue that people have been taking with this, uh, the problem with the 256 is not the speed, it's that it's uh, way too little space for anyone. No laptop should be sold with only 256 gigs of storage. Of course, the answer to that last part there is for somebody who's just doing a lot of day-to-day productivity stuff and everything's based in the cloud, you know, they're not storing videos on there. They're watching, they're streaming videos, you know, from online. And they're probably working in iCloud or, you know, Google's cloud, <laughs> Amazon's cloud. Uh, believe it or not, there are people who don't need all that local storage and can get away just fine with it. And anyone that that does, you know, they can upgrade or they can go to the pro line. It's funny because um, I, I went with, personally, for my laptop, the as you know, the 14-inch MacBook Pro, and I maxed that thing out with the Max chip because I also wanted something really compact um, and portable. And honestly, it is. We're really nitpicking if we're saying that any of these things are not portable, whether it's the Pro or an iPad Pro or the MacBook Air, they're all very portable. So if somebody wants or needs extra power, it's not like they don't have an option, right? I don't blame people for uh, wanting to spend less if they can get away with it. 
But, you know, and here's a, here's another comment. Like, somebody uh, was saying, well, why don't you just get, if what you're saying is true, Chris, because at the end of the video I said, hey, you know, if you really want something cheaper, you can just get the base level iPad, right, and stick a keyboard on it for really cheap. Save, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars over the air if all you really care about is price. But I was like, but you don't, though, because, you know, you are interested in this if you're watching this video, and it's a different experience, isn't it? And to that, somebody replied, well, why don't you just get a Chromebook then? Uh, well, the obvious answer is the ecosystem, right? Chromebook is not going to allow you to do any of the fun, cool stuff that you can do in the ecosystem. Universal control, automatic AirPod switching, AirDrop, just for example. But uh, Brutus here, he kind of talks about the SSD issue that a lot of people had too. He said, the only thing that I would like to add is that the 256 gig SSD is way slower than the 512 and due only to using one channel. And if it starts to swap, uh, the memory swap, you only have eight gigs of memory, it's gonna get even slower. So just something to keep in mind if you're thinking about buying this. So here's why I don't think that I'm wrong though in, in my review. Um, because the type of person that is, and I can tell by the amount of comments, right? Like 90 to 95% overwhelmingly positive thank you for the review versus a few dissenters you know the average person that's looking at this they aren't a tech geek like they don't nerd out about the specs and benchmarks they are just looking for something to do light computing with that looks awesome and matches both visually and works together with the rest of their their stuff you know their apple stuff so anyways um you know, I am glad that I framed and phrased the review the way that I did because it's not its not like I would uh, handle a, a pro, the, the MacBook Pro review. You know, I felt like you have to target the review towards the majority of buyers for that device. And I think that's what I did. And, and that's what led to comments like this. Uh, it said, the most relatable and on-point review on MacBook Air M2 I've ever watched. Keep up the good work. And also, many thanks. Most useful review in comparison for real work. Lighter and more powerful than the iPad Pro with this keyboard. So perfect on the go. Somebody else said, thanks, Chris. Nice review for the average user out there. The techies out there have their issues with the M2, and understandably so, as I think Apple could have done a better job to manage expectations with marginal increases. And in some cases, like storage, decreases in the performance. This is a very limited customer base, however, and they will not buy the product anyways. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. For the average user and consumer, the Air has always been a great option and remains so. So did I get it wrong? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> For the majority of people, I don't think so. Uh, just an interesting housekeeping kind of a note. Uh, I did finally spend literally like 20 minutes redoing the Daily Tech website. It's been in bad shape for a long time. It's hosted on Squarespace. I shouldn't even tell you because I don't really like Squarespace, but it's such a pain to switch that I haven't. Um, but for a really long time, uh, I felt like I needed a place where, you know, there's one place where someone could go to find either the latest stuff that daily tech has put out there across all the different platforms and places that we are and that we make content or, um, just one place where they can see not just the content, but all the other stuff that we have going on, like the wallpapers, the newsletter, etc. So kind of like a link in bio type of place, except our own. Um, and also have some additional stuff like maybe an about page and, and some basic information like that. So, um, I just kind of gutted the thing and 
which is a little weird for me. Speaking of starting as a blog, you know, like, uh, you know, there was a time when dailytech.com, the domain, had some real authority, like some SEO juice. And um, just it's weird to not uh, have the blog section going, you know, as I'm managing the website. But it's redone. It's real simple. It's nice. And if you go there, it should have the latest uh, podcast uh, episode. And just to be clear, it's dailytech, dailytek.com. Uh, latest podcast, latest video should show up, the latest Instagram uh, content, well, I guess, excluding stories and reels and whatnot. Very basic way to keep updated with what Daily Tech's doing. Eventually, we'll put the merch up there too. Uh, so a nice all-in-one home like Daily Tech deserved and, and hadn't had because it was neglected for a very long time. So that's something that uh, might be worth checking out. The one thing I'll say is uh, I try to embed this Substack newsletter sign up form in there because Substack is great for the actual writing experience and I think for the reading too and it makes for a solid platform for sending out a newsletter but um, the the embed form leaves a little bit to be desired so I was going to put that at the bottom of the website um, so that I could have at least people sign up there if they wanted to literally have everything all in one place from podcast and newsletter to, to the channel and everything else but the form just didn't look good on mobile looked fine on desktop but didn't look good on mobile so I took it off that's a little disappointing because the newsletter, it really deserves to, to have a good form because it's so good. I, I wish there was an easier way to get people to be able to, to sign up and, and make it more painless for them to get those recommendations delivered on autopilot, which kind of reminds me of something you may not really care about. But I had uh, about an hour long meeting this week uh, with one of our sponsors about, uh, and by the way, so, so this was somebody, I'm not going to tell you who it is. I'll leave that to your imagination. But one of the things that we do here is we do sometimes some one-off sponsorships, but every now and then we'll do like a pack and um, we'll sell a sponsored mention uh, like a bundle and give people a little bit of a discount uh, if they buy more than one sponsorship. And I had a really long conversation with this company, uh, which was interesting because it wasn't just about the ads that we were going to do together which if you know anything about me, you know that we turn away 99% of people who want to advertise on the channel, probably 99.9, I would say, these days. Uh, when you're starting out, it's like, yeah, you'll, you want to take anything that comes your way because you're desperate and you need food on the plate and a shelter over the head. But at this point, it's just like, no, let's keep it as, as quality as possible for you guys. Uh, if it's just a win for me and I make money, that's not good enough. It has to be a win for you. It has to be something that you care about. Don't want to put something in front of you that's not worth your time and attention. So very cognizant of that. But what was kind of cool was I was able to also throw some ideas out. Hey, have you thought about doing this sort of a product? Uh, or, you know, I wouldn't actually use that in this way, but here's how I would use it and actually be able to shape a little bit of what's happening in a small way in the industry, not just talk about it. That's kind of fun. It's something that you guys wouldn't even realize happens sometimes behind the scenes in between the different videos. So I just thought I'd mention that. Okay, I want to spend uh, just a little bit of time here uh, on the, the end of this podcast talking about something I've been up to. So you probably knew that I've created one course so far, um, and that was a good experience for me, both in terms of learning how to put out a course and what it takes and took to put out a course. Um, and, you know, the course content aside which uh, had it really had nothing to do with anything I think the core audience here for Daily Tech would be interested in. Um, it was crypto stuff. It was just good practice. And I always knew that I wanted to do another course at some point or maybe some courses. And I'm 
um, headed in that direction right now. So I've decided that I'd like to uh, start working on you know several courses per year. Actually, I've got several mapped out that I want to work on, and uh, these things are going to take me quite a bit of time to put out. Uh, but I'm working on the first one, and uh, I'm well underway. It's all um, outlined, and now I'm just kind of putting the meat on the bones, so to speak, moving through each of the sections, and um, you know, so it's been it's been fun. Number one, to do something a little bit different. It's a little bit daunting because this is such a huge undertaking, and I remember that from the last time. I was like, hey, I should do that. But having the idea and actually doing it, executing on it, are two very very different things. And so it takes a lot of time, dedication, um, and really like a vision, uh, and then ju- just sheer willpower to make it happen. But it's super rewarding once it's done. Obviously for us, this ends up being a digital product. And I, when I was talking on that meeting, uh, people, several people actually, you know, behind the scenes have been asking about this. Um, and as I was describing it to them, uh, this company from across the world, they're like, oh, great. That's a great idea, digital product, because then you don't have to mess with international shipping fees like they do. And I was like, yeah, that's right. It does work out well that way. And uh, I was talking to another entrepreneur who's uh, an actually a, a very successful uh, app developer, and they were kind of thinking about doing some educational stuff as well, sort of related to what the topics that I plan on talking about were going to kind of kind of going to be also. So we sort of talked a little bit about uh, maybe doing some kind of a collaboration uh, effort, if it made sense at some point or not. But this course, the first course that I'm going to make, uh, so I kind of envision making uh, a, a stable of courses, having a stable of courses. And this one is going to be like the foundational course that the others can be built upon. So it'll kind of be like uh, bricks, and this is going to be uh, where you start, and it's going to be about productivity and being more productive within the Apple ecosystem. So there's a couple components there. Um, it's going to be about like productivity in general. What is it? What are the main productivity systems? How do you choose? And uh, then also I'm going to include some, I guess a good word would be micro-learning, <laughs> but I'm going to do some summaries of some of the key points that you'll get in, you know, maybe 10 or 15 different productivity books, pull it all into one place. So pull in, you know, productivity in general, you know, the systems in general, and then also the knowledge from several different authors, um, put all of this stuff in one easily accessible, convenient time and money saving place. And then on top of that, uh, at the end of the course, the last third or so, or quarter of the course is going to specifically dive into uh, how to be more productive within the Apple ecosystem. So it really is for the audience something that you you should really care about. That should be really super useful to you. And I'm really really excited about it. Um, like I said, the visions there, it's all outlined, and now it's just kind of finishing putting it together. But wow, it's going to contain so much information. So it's going to be broad where it needs to be, but also deep where it needs to be. And so it's really this curation experience where I've pulled together the things that I think are going to be most useful to somebody who's starting from scratch, or maybe has a little bit knowledge uh, of knowledge about the productivity space, um, but who really wants to nail it, go deeper, make sure that they're going to be productive. And it's gonna be a bit motivational and inspirational uh, right off the bat there. 
And so I haven't decided if I'm going to do sort of a free preview like I did for the other course where I have like one or two of the, you know, lessons or chapters available to kind of preview. I haven't decided or not because part of me wants to, part of me doesn't. And I'm really playing around with like pricing. How should I price this thing? It's an enormous amount of effort. It's going to deliver a ton of value, but also I want to keep it accessible uh, to people as well. So there's this balancing act, but when this one's done, I'm going to move on. And I, I don't think I'm ready to reveal what the other courses are going to be, but within a couple of years, I plan on having now you can, you can check me right in a couple of years, if all goes according to plan and I can stick with the plan, I plan on having like four to eight, uh, really insanely useful courses that are all related that go well together. And, uh, maybe I'll let people you know, purchase them outright, or maybe we'll have some kind of a rental uh, thing going too. Like if, if you don't want to just buy it and own it and you just want to kind of rent it and have it for a little bit. And when you're done with it, be done with it, cancel your subscription. Maybe we'll have something like that too. I don't know. Super excited about it because I'm learning as I go as well. Some interesting things. And what's really cool is that it lets me, um, so, so here's something I'm really excited about you know, for, in terms of the course and tying it together with the daily tech content. Right. And, and the course is, I should say, it's like, I talk about all this really interesting tech all the time. You know, the tech itself is really cool. This really cool iPhone, this really cool iPad, really cool Mac and really cool accessories and apps and whatnot. You know, that's, that stuff is cool. Uh, but I've always had the sense of like, but what are you going to do with it? And I really, really, really want to help people do big things with their life and with their tech because the tech is just like tools really view it kind of like a hammer you know <laughs> and it's like well what are you going to build with these tools so i guess in the overall scheme of things i kind of am envisioning helping uh people achieve more like building some kind of an achievement platform uh with these courses uh because i really want people to succeed and i think you've seen some of that come through on the channel and uh, I really want to make it as easy as possible for people to learn the things that they need to, to accomplish the, their big dreams and goals and not just kind of not, not be stuck and stagnant. So it's something different too. It's something different for me. And right now um, it's, it's pretty crazy to actually be putting together a course on top of getting the regular content done. So I've been waking up pretty early, like four or five in the morning and getting two or three hours in on the course um, before the day starts. And uh, full disclosure, I'll probably be working on one or two videos per week. I'm going to try to keep that up. One for sure, hopefully two still um, for the next two or three months. And then have probably Thursdays and Fridays, except for the podcast and the newsletter, dedicated to the course as well. So it, it, it's an overwhelming amount of work and content, but um, should be worth it. And, you know, everything's a trade-off. You know, I probably could get four videos done per week if I wasn't doing any, anything else, maybe even five uh, a daily video. But uh, this, this is worth doing for me. And I'm determined to make it worth uh, worth it for the audience as well. So for me, with the courses, um, I don't want to make one unless it has the potential to be absolutely life-changing. And so productivity, understanding it, you know, wrapping your head around it, being able to use it to actually be more efficient and get more done and have some goals that you're working towards and achieving. That's absolutely uh, life changing because, you know, you could be, you could learn more productively, 
right? And then you can work more productively. And, and overall, I'm hoping to help people achieve very efficiently. So yeah, this is, uh, this is exciting. I'm excited about it. Hopefully, it's something that everyone can get excited about too. I did a poll a while back on actually several different platforms asking people, you know, help me help you. What, like, what do you need? Are you wanting to be more productive, more creative? I gave some options and overwhelmingly people said, make me more productive, help me be more productive. So that's what I set out to do. And ultimately too, I think, uh, I think it'll be a, a differentiator from other tech channels, you know, that are just, you know, focused on putting out content reviews, lists of stuff. Um, that's all good stuff, but Again, it's like, what are you going to do with the tech? That That is really interesting to me. And so two years down the road, other channels are going to have a lot of videos done, more videos than me out on YouTube and TikTok and wherever else, but they're going to have less actionable, useful, um, deep content than daily tech. And, uh, and I guess that's just a, a business decision, a strategic decision. And honestly, I don't think a lot of creators know any better. I was just talking to somebody here recently, another creator, and uh, they were worried about their ad revenue, and understandably so. And I told them, you know, I heard from some other managers of some YouTube channels, like they were like, prepare with a recession coming, prepare for like a 30% revenue cut. Um, that's what I'm telling all of my people that I managed to do, uh, this manager said. And the thing is, you know, I was telling us kind of like, you know, you can start some other side hustles and, and find some ways to make up for some of that lost revenue. But it's almost like that whole quote about a tree, like the best time to plant a tree if you want shade today was 20 years ago, right? Uh, well, you can't just immediately start a side hustle and, and start earning income from it right now. Like you needed to start, you know, two, three, five years ago. So yeah, I, I mean, I do feel bad for everybody right now in the economy, the way things are going. Um, I, and I, we've certainly seen a bit of a decline in, in some of the revenue we make up for it. We're good about diversifying and making up for that in other ways, but it's easy to forget. I think as, as the audience that creators are people and, uh, they may seem far off on the screen, but they have bills to pay and, and real life struggles, uh, and stuff. And so don't wait to diversify. I'll say that for sure. And that goes for anybody listening too. if you're not a creator, uh, eventually, eventually I want to also put out, uh, a, a course. This is not going to be, uh, one of the first few courses, but eventually I want to put out one that's like the ultimate guide to creating a side hustle because I think it's just that important. And I think there's almost no reason to not have one at this point. So obviously I've made, uh, lots of money online, a decent amount. It's not like, um, some super rich billionaire, right? But I do all right. And, um, I'd like to share more about how other people can do that as well. All right, I could ramble on and on and on and on, but I got stuff to do, and so do you. So I uh, hope you have a great rest of the day and also an awesome weekend. I'll catch up with you in the next video, podcast, tweet, or wherever. Later.